Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri on a really lightning fast morning. John Marsh, I don't know where it's gone as we're here at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. Man, it's just like Busy, busy. Lots of folks. Well, I see across from me is none other than Senator Bill Eigel. How you doing, Senator? Good, Randy. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Yeah. Same to you. And he just hid his boxing gloves under the table here. The boxing gloves. <laughs> Do I see boxing gloves? I heard some. There were there were some shots over the bow yesterday, Senator, <laughs> in the opening session. And you, let's just get right to it. You commented as we were making greeting here that yep. you heard Senator Burns Ketter on earlier, and he was saying, "Well, the problem we can't get property taxes and things done is because that Freedom Caucus they got problems of their own. They they held the property tax hostage to." gaming uh, issues and I nothing further sports gambling get expanded before they would let a personal property tax go and one of the senators that held up the personal property tax cut trying to get the expansion of sports gambling in the state was none other than Mike Bernsketter so the idea that he's going to try to point the picture back at the people that were sponsoring the bill this is why people hate politicians right this is why people hate politics and the problem is for all of these big red you know you know what's unique about my personal property tax bill it's unique amongst all the bill well most of the other bills filed in Jefferson City is that there isn't a single special interest or lobbyist roaming the hallways of the Capitol right now trying to push for a personal property tax cut. There's not one lobbyist. It makes it different from all the other bills being filed in that that one bill, which is such a big red idea that wasn't being, we're not, nobody's getting paid to do that. There isn't, a, there isn't a single special interest or lobbyist that wants to see that bill pass. So a lot of the moderate Republicans just don't have the interest in that bill that some of the other do. I want to toss it to John here to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> And get some clarity on this, because you mentioned that you talked to a taxing district about the whole issue. The pushback that comes from taxing districts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that they're not going to have the money they need to do their school, their ta- their fire, their police. Can you can you share with me what? what yeah, we talked to uh, one of the local school districts uh, back when, gosh, when Gary Nolan and and that crew were even floating the idea of eliminating personal property tax in Missouri. And we asked the school district. We said, now not unreal property taxes, but on personal property taxes, what's this mean to your district? And he said, well, we're hold harmless on this to the uh, the amount of it. The 15% or something was, I think, the number that he floated out there. Is that true? Is that how that works for for school districts? No, no, not on personal property tax. No. So so f- let me take a step back on this whole personal property. Let's define that is, what the issue yeah, is. Here's, is it, here's real estate and there's personal correct. property. Okay. So personal property tax, that's the bill that you pay uh, for the crime of owning a car uh, every December 1st, right? you got to go down to your county it's office a rental and pay. Fee. Yeah. It's a rental yeah. fee from the government <laughs> for the crime of owning a car in this state. Most states have already gotten rid of personal property tax on vehicles. 29 out of the 50 states have already gotten rid of it. And of the states that uh, still have a personal property tax on vehicles, uh, we're the third highest rate at a 33.1, uh, 33 and a third percent assessment rate. We're the third highest rate of this tax anywhere in the country. So it's not just a bad tax because it punishes working and middle income class households for owning the car that they have to have to get to work every day. But we also have a very high rate of it. So 
here's, here's what I want to say about all these taxing jurisdictions all across the state. Schools, fire departments. The conversation about personal property tax is not a conversation about whether or not we think uh, and are willing to fund those services which most every person thinks we ought to fund. It is a conversation about whether or not charging somebody rent every December 1st for the crime of owning a car is the right way to do it. Now, every one of those taxing jurisdictions, every single one, everywhere in this state, is at a record level of revenue right now. Adjusted for inflation, nobody's had more money in government than our taxing jurisdictions in Missouri right now. In fact, that's actually true of the, of the state government, and certainly it's true of the federal government. Government is taking more from us than it has ever taken before. And in Missouri, the result of that is our state is stagnating. Where are people moving? Are they moving to Missouri? Are businesses coming to Missouri? No. In spite of what the governor's trying to tell us in public, they're going to other big red states, Texas, Tennessee, Florida. I want them to come here. But in order to do that, we got to get rid of personal property tax. I'm the only gubernatorial candidate that's got a plan to do well, it. Well, let me, let me follow up on that, because it, it's something that, that troubles me. As Republicans, as conservatives, don't we... Don't we generally uh, rail against punishing productivity and achievement? Mm -hmm. So doesn't a person that drives a Lamborghini Mm -hmm. use the same amount of infrastructure, require the same amount of protection, send their kids to the same schools Mm -hmm. as a person who drives a 1964 VW bus that used to be owned by a Jesus person? You know what I mean? I do. And I I love the Jesus revolution, by the way. So what I'm I'm saying, here we are at the prayer breakfast. I don't know why that stream of consciousness came through my mind. But you see what I'm I'm saying it's a it's a progressive tax and i thought we as conservatives were against that if you're going to have a tax shouldn't at least be for what you use somehow related to a head tax okay you have four people in the household you pay x amount times a factor of four yeah yes and i mean doesn't that make more sense it it, of course it does and yes we we can talk about all the different examples but here's the heart of the matter the tax burden in Missouri is too high. We are spending twice per person in this state what states like Florida are spending per person. We are we have such a, a sickness and such a epidemic of, of government spending in Jefferson City that we have stagnated our state. And it's been led, and it, it hurts me to say this, but it's been led by Mike Parson, who has grown government spending more in his five years of being the governor of the state than all the Democratic governors combined going back to the founding of Missouri. So, and, and, and but he I, told us he just vetoed six hundred trillion dollars worth of bills yeah. last. What was it? Five hundred million. Actually, it was, it was it, it, fifty to hundred million. Here's what else frustrates me about Mike Parson. He actually said on the radio yesterday, right after I interviewed, yeah. he said, "Well, we've cut the income taxes three times. Well, aren't we doing enough?" Here's the reality: for every dollar of taxes that Mike Parson has signed into law, he has grown spending by twenty dollars. So the idea that we have done had had a serious effort to lower the tax burden is false in okay. this state. All right. I do want to, obviously, um, and I appreciate you coming on because you always you always <laughs> answer this. It. It's, always, always, it's always tough to find out what Bill Eigel's really thinking. That's all. <laughs> exactly. That's all so, and I do want to remind everybody, after we're done with Bill, we are going to have, we got Representative uh, Curtis Gregory, Senator uh, Rusty Black, and Representative Tim Taylor of Speed. They're all going to join us together. But I, I just want to talk in general quickly about the Senate in general, because some believe that last year you filibustered on the final day because uh, you, you you were trying to make a point, obviously. In terms of this year, do you plan to filibuster again? 
and talk about your decision to filibuster the final day of the session last year. Because you basically, once you took the floor, you talked until the end. Right. Uh, so last year was an attempt, uh, in many cases, by many of the more conservative members of the Senate to extend an olive branch and give an opportunity for compromise and statesmanship and diplomacy to really take hold in that chamber to get some of these big policy ideas done. Let's be honest. That off, those offers were rejected by our colleagues. It was a mistake to wait till the last day to start filibustering. And this year, we're going to take a different route. This year, after seeing diplomacy fail so spectacularly last year, this year is going to be about accountability. This year is going to be about holding the feet to the fire to Republicans who continually say the same thing year after year in campaign season, like, that, like we're going to cut your tax burden. And then they turn around and they hold up the biggest tax cuts we've ever seen so they can get an expansion of sports gambling. So I I don't care who it is that's doing it this year and if i got a filibuster every day from now until the end of session to get even a small personal property tax cut done then that's what we're going to do and just to follow up you are prepared if need be to get personal property cuts you are prepared right here live on the radio to filibuster every day if need be did i hear that correctly if, if that is what's required you bet i'll, I'll start reading the dictionary <laughs> now, i think to, that's, that's we need that's to cut a, personal property well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's I'm, a big well, deal but, but you 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 probably are aware i'm not telling anything you don't know there are people in this audience when i talk to them on the street you know just casually they're saying you know what i can't make sense i like bill eigel i like cindy olofen i personally like both of you guys you i consider you personal friends but it's getting to the point where many people will say if they can't get their act together somehow we're going to throw all the bums out. Yeah. I'm hearing I'm hearing those kind of things. Yes. Uh, and now, you know what, what? what's your response? So I'm hearing that, too. Uh, in fact, the reason I'm so frustrated and I'm so angry is because I went down there to Jefferson City to do these big red Republican things. I'm not trying to, I'm not going down there with the intention to fight with folks, but I tell you what, if the Republican supermajorities thinks that they're just going to pass these sludge do-nothing bills and expand government and expand spending, uh, and that we're not going to then turn around and make major cuts to the tax burden in this state, that we're not going to do the things that are going to actually get this state going, then honestly, I'd rather do nothing than actually uh, than just see government continue to expand in this state. And the problem is not the conservatives who want to do the right thing. Unfortunately, and I love Cindy, too. Cindy and I often, you know, we have kind of a love-hate relationship. She's a great, she's person. A, she's great, a great person. She's a close friend Does of mine. Does her homework. Uh, but... Right now, she has a great opportunity as, as the majority floor leader and maybe the future pro tem of the Senate. She has a great opportunity to help see that these issues get moved through the Senate. I wish at the end of last session, if Cindy O'Loughlin had been willing to go to the Mike Burnsgetters and the Mike Searpoys of our caucus and say, sit down so we can pass a personal property tax cut, we would have cut our personal property taxes. She didn't do it. Instead, what she did is she stood up on the floor and said the conservatives are the problem. That's why politics is broken in Jefferson City. But she's wow. a very conservative gal. She's a conservative gal. And I think she's for, trying to herd cats, Bill. Yeah, herd. All right, we got a break. We got to go. <laughs> that's a huge and we appreciate issue. you being on. I'm sure on. that you, I'm sure we'll be <laughs> talking more. Hopefully you guys will have and me back. Oh, there, yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's not a guy I know who won't take on the tough questions any better than Bill Eichel. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate Senator you being with us. Right. Right. There he is, Senator Bill Eichel on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I think there's some newsworthy stuff. You'll be seeing that on the Eagle and probably on K-Wash. You'll be seeing some elements of this interview and others throughout the morning that we've done here at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. And we'll be right back.